I want to welcome everybody to another episode of my podcast called In the Mind of Others. And I want to thank everybody for coming back. If this is your second time, I want to welcome everybody. If this is your first time joining me, I'm super excited. And for those who watched last time, I hope you all enjoyed the first episode. Kyle is a good guy, a great guy. um, And I know that he hoped uh, everybody enjoyed that episode. And um, I know he had fun doing it as well. So this guest is one that I have been extremely excited about having on because his story is truly incredible. And I'm sure by the end of this episode, you'll feel the same way. And so I do want to welcome Mikey Morrow. Job, man. And, Thanks um, for having me. Absolutely. And if I was good with technology right now, I'd be adding that applause in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. All good. Um, so obviously, thank you for coming on. I do yeah, greatly appreciate it. And so first off. I asked Kyle this question last time. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You, we were talking a little bit about my morning, so yeah, had a crazy morning, but we're here. Yeah, you know, yeah, just uh, just another wonderful Saturday, <laughs> Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell uh, tell everybody about your your awesome little family. It's it, it's good to see um, you doing well. The family doing well. So if you if you like to just say you know tell everybody about your family. Man, that's a that's a bag of issues. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my family, well, it's me, my wife, Christiana, um, and then we got our our son, Michael. He's a little over one. He turned one in April. Yeah. Um, and then we got Zara, the oh, dog, yeah. the little pony. We got I a Connie Corso. <laughs> she's uh, she's a beast. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's our family. Yeah. That's good. Our, that's good. our unit there. Our good. team. I call it our team. Yeah. So. I love it. <laughs> um my, little Mikey is adorable. He's he's such a cute kid and he has like the coolest eyes. Ice blue. Yeah, ice blue. It's it's incredible. <laughs> um and I forgot I totally forgot about your dog. Big <laughs> big pup. Yeah, uh, that, that's for sure. She's a beast. Um I asked this before to Kyle and it's a good question for new dads cuz obviously he he was a new dad. Right. Um what was it like that first moment that you you saw your child? Uh, there's nothing like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm emotional. I get, uh, my yeah. son is, it's a blessing, man. I, yeah. I, I think, especially today, in today's society, you right. know, there's so little respect for life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and just that first moment seeing him, you know, mm-hmm. my, but like, the birth was crazy, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> that in itself was nuts. But, uh, yeah, you know, the Lord bless, he was healthy. That was, you know, and he, yeah. he came out and just holding him was precious. Uh-huh. You know, I lost my dad at a young age. So really? it was, it was a special moment yeah. seeing him. There, there was nothing like it. And, uh, yeah. I think just even, I know the whole time in the hospital, I was just, uh, overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, just holding him. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, I'm sure it was it was so exciting. Um, Mikey's wife Christiana has a huge family. Yeah, um, and it was Mikey was born during COVID in time period, correct? Yeah, right? yeah, t- yeah. Tw- April 2021. One. So, so not the whole family wasn't able to go into no, the hospital. No right? one was, mm. just us. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, it was just us, and then yeah. our friend Kayla, who's a yeah. doula, she okay. was able to get in. Okay, good. Yeah. If you know um, Mikey's father-in-law, Brother Charlie, I'm <laughs> sure he was just dying to get into that hospital. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I love uh, that everybody's doing well, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's very exciting. Um, is being a dad everything you thought it would be? 
Yeah, and, and a whole lot more. Yeah. It's, uh, I think you go into it wanting to, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, wanting to be the best father that I can. Yeah. Um, you know, God adds roles to our lives. Right. But doesn't necessarily take away the others. Yeah. So while trying to be the best father, you're trying right. to be the best husband. Yeah. Um, but in that context of wanting to be the best dad, you you think like, you know, I want to do this right. I want to do that right. Yeah. I want to do this right. And how yeah. how can I teach him how to live right? But right. then at the same time, I'm learning so much. Yeah. Like yeah. he's teaching me so much right. about myself. Yeah. Um, and God, really. Yeah. Um, uh, just because. You know, the scriptures talk about that relationship, like father right. and son, right? Um, with God, and so much. There's so much to learn there. Yeah. You know? Oh, so yeah. Learning yeah. so much more than I yeah. even thought. <laughs> that is funny. You know, you like you said, you're teaching your child things, but your child's mm-hmm. teaching you things. I'm not sure anybody who's a father out there would would probably think, "Wow, okay, you're totally right." Yeah. Um, did you ever see yourself in this position? A saved father, you know, as the kids say, living your best life. <laughs> no. Um, it's funny. I was thinking about this recently, but, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't right. grow up in a, you know, in church. I didn't grow up. Uh, I had a loving family. Yeah. You know, it's not like, the, like I was kicked to the curb or anything. Yeah. But I uh, grew up rough li- lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, hang, hung around a rough crowd. Yeah. And it was always the talk of like what our wedding party was going to look like right. and and all that. So no, I, I would never expect my life to be to what be. it is today. Yeah. I would never change it for anything. Right. Um, right. But, but I wouldn't expect it to be where it is today. Yeah. And I think that's one of the questions I was going to ask you later on was... Um, you know, would you ever change anything the way you have it now and the way, you know, like we're going to delve into later on, you would never change it for the world, what you have now, would you? No, no No. way. (laughs) Yeah. Not a shot. (laughs) Um, I know you're super excited about being a dad. um, And, but let's talk about how you got to this point. And we're going to start at a younger age for you. And what, what was your, your childhood like? So my childhood, um, it was good, man. It was, you know, I, I come from an Italian-Cuban family. Yeah. Um, a lot of love there, yeah. you know. It, it, it's, I think, at being Christian, a lot of times, you know, we can talk about unsaved families. In, in Sometimes we got to be careful in how we say because yeah. we know that ultimate love comes from God. Right. And, and you don't know the fullness of God's love if you don't know God. Right. But it doesn't mean that people don't have their form of love yeah right exactly. so loving home my daddy drove for quaker city cabs i okay. don't know if they're still around uh, um green cabs here in the city oh really okay. um so he drove for them he, he busted his butt working yeah. hard wasn't a college man right. you know right. um my mom she worked um around here because we grew up in northeast philly oh really okay yeah okay. i didn't know that so my brother he's six years older than me yeah um loving home yeah. yeah, I was loving home. We northeast Philly. I was there till we were, I was about ten. Okay. Um, Catholic okay. school there. Yeah. You know, played hockey. That was my sport. Yeah, that was what I right. got into. <laughs> um, and then yeah, my dad passed when I was young. But that yes. childhood was you know all of our family was around here yeah. northeast Philly. Yeah. Um, some in South Philly. So okay, all right. So yeah, really really spread apart. I know South Philly is huge. 
yes. Italian mm-hmm. Italian area. Um, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I've never been to the Italian market. Isn't there an <laughs> Italian market down yeah, there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always hear always hear good things. Mm-hmm. Um is your childhood something that you look back on a lot? I think now more than ever mm-hmm. by being a dad. Okay. Yeah. Um because there's I can't shelter my son from everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's got to live his life. Yeah. But there's some things that even just I want to work on in myself. You know, so right. for instance, I was talking with my wife the other night. We were just randomly having a conversation and, and something that I struggle with yeah. is discipline, accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those are things that I never had, a, I never needed them. Yeah. I wasn't accountable to anyone. Right. I wasn't disciplined. I did whatever I wanted as a kid. Yeah. So... As an adult, that starts to ca- you know that carries through with you, and I right. don't want to pass that on to him. Yeah. Um. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. But. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as okay, that's what you asked. Yeah. Thinking back. Yeah. <laughs> thinking back on it, my friends, my friends from the past, they'll call, they used to uh, just my one friend used to call me Mush Brain. Oh right. <laughs> uh, just because I would randomly blank out. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, That's I think fun. back on my childhood yeah. in all different kind of ways. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, my dad losing my dad. You think about that a lot, right. especially. But being a father, you think back a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, and I didn't have this written down, but you know, it's making me what you were talking about sheltering. Mikey is making me think of the shooting at the school in Uvalde, right? Hmm. And um, did that give you a new perspective? As a, as a father, um, you know, the heartbreak of, you know, all the parents out there who lost lost children. Um, did that give you a new perspective as a father, as an American even, um, you know, with that with that school shooting? A new perspective on like... On, on life, on being a father, on the, you know, the preciousness of your son, anything, anything like that. Yeah, I mean, as far as it gives you... Having a child and then seeing families go through something like that, yeah, and having a, a son, it's right. like imagining if you were getting that call, it, yeah. it's just devastating. Yeah, like no matter the political side of things and right. people's opinions, and right. regardless, at the end of the day, like there are families that will yeah. never, ever, ever be the same. Right. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it ju- just like that. Right. And and so. Stuff like that, definitely. I mean, the the shortness of life, just yeah. how quick your entire life can change in literally one second. Right. One moment of a time, your yeah. whole life can change. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely changes your perspective on things. And I had, um, I, in interviewing Kyle, we were talking about that, that verse that says, you know, life is like a vapor. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that. And I'm sure in going through your story... That you would really see, okay, wow, that, that's a fact. Um, oh, yeah. Life just moves moves so quick. And like you said, in an instance, life can change um, for the better or for the worse, obviously. Um, and I've heard you talk multiple times about things that you had went through uh, when you were younger in, into adulthood. And let's just get started with um, one of the aspects was the drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Um, what made you get started in that area was it an influence was it friends peer pressure bro if you can answer that question you'll be a multi-millionaire yeah. if you can find out why <laughs> uh no i I'm, i say that tongue-in-cheek but right, right but seriously i mean all of the above yeah right so like yeah 
if you look at my behaviors child if right. you take it from a child psych standpoint and, right. and look at addictions did i have did i show addictive behaviors before with with other things right. was it you know what i mean was i yep. discontent within myself yeah, all, yeah absolutely right. um i always you know when i talk in the schools i i always say this you ever have an itch that you feel like you can't quite get to right that's how yeah. i felt my yeah. whole life. Really, yeah. I found out it was the emptiness of missing God. You know, I needed God in my life. But right. Um, right. so all the above there, you know, I, yeah. I hung around with an older crowd. My brother is six years older than me. Okay. okay. I naturally gravitated to kind of an older crowd okay. to begin with. Yeah. And then I think, so I was already involved in things. Yeah. Um, age 11. Yeah. Started really? like messing with certain things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't want right. to glorify anything on here. Yeah. Um, and then when my dad died, yeah. it was like me against the world. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anything or anyone. Right. And so it was like a recipe for for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And that's crazy that you say that, you know, that you felt like it was you against the world because one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was because I feel there's so many people out there that are going through things that they feel like um, all alone. Nobody else has gone through what I'm going through. It's, you know, like you said, me versus the world. So I, I that's pretty crazy yeah. that you had just said that. Well, that's good um, because that that's what this is. Like you said, that's yeah. what this is about. Because right. today we live in social media. We yeah. live in yep. technology. We live right. in... And most people don't put their struggles and brokenness right. out there for the world to see. Exactly. They put their yep. new car they put their right. you know what i mean so yep. that person who is struggling if anyone's listening like yeah they're, they're looking at other people's lives that are seemingly so good exactly you know yeah. and, and we're yeah. so good at putting on this front right. that's why we need stuff like this yeah. like to put the realness out there exactly you yeah know? and you know it's it's funny we talk about this in church a lot you know the grass isn't always green on the other side mm-hmm. in the beginning man everything will look great and like he said social media you'll log on instagram and Everybody will be traveling the world and, you know, posting this and that, yet they have nothing. Um, and so it's, it, it is crazy. Uh, I heard this before. I don't know where, what, um, but it, it's kind of a tag along to that. The grass, you know, grass isn't always greener on the other side or the right. grass is greener on this side. It looks whatever. Yeah. It's like the tag to that was, yeah, the grass looks greener on the other side because sometimes we're not watering our own grass. Yeah. Yeah, you know, true. We're so focused looking at the other grass right. <laughs> that we're not watering our own. We're, right. we're not taking care of ours and, and bringing the fruit and all that that's needed yeah. for that grass to grow, for right. ours to be green and, and yeah. all that. Right. So. Yeah, we're so busy focusing on others and, mm-hmm. instead of our own. Which is social media, all yeah. that. That's all it is. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, getting back to the, the, the drugs and alcohol, did, mm-hmm. did you see a downward spiral or did you think everything was fine and you just didn't realize, you know, kind of like a like a plateau? You thought, man, I'm I'm not like that. I'm not like that. When in reality, you you may have been. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So now I will say this too about addictions. People are different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't want to say names or anything. Right. There's someone I know yeah. that lives similar to how I used to live. Right. 
and he's the type he can live the lifestyle he lives and when he's out of money he just kind of he works he goes to work like yeah. all that me i wasn't like that right i was you know barely able to hold a job i was yeah. robbing my own family right like, like you know, if it wasn't bolted down to your floor, I was stealing it to it. go and, and like yeah. to get what I needed. I'm not right. glorifying that, right. but so th- it looks different sometimes for different people. Yeah. To directly answer your question, I think if I had an like looking back on it, it was a spiral from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But in the middle of it, it just it feels like everything's good, everything's good, everything's good, yep. and then all of a sudden it's like exactly dark hole. Right. Right. Because you know, it, even at work. I'll see, you know, somebody who's extremely intoxicated or extremely you know, under the influence of a narcotic, and um, you know they'll they'll think, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. When in actuality, they're at rock bottom, um, and that's kind of the reason I had asked. And like I said before, you had talked a lot about your past um, and trying to help the next generation, and really anybody that that is out there. Trust me, Mikey is somebody who will help anybody, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and everyone out there. Me and Mikey. Uh, did talk a little bit uh, before, um, and he pretty much said everything is is on the table. Um, so I don't want people to think I'm blindsiding him with these questions, because uh, that's trust me, that's not. I didn't get I questions. Well, but, yeah, true, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm open for whatever. Right, off um, the cuff. I like it off the cuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just keeping it real. Um, but in the moment, uh, if you can remember, uh, what went through your mind when you were either you know drunk or high? Because um, a lot of people get drunk or get high to hide a feeling uh, of pain and they want you know the, the feeling of man I'm, I'm, I'm drunk or I'm high to take away that feeling was that ever a reason for you yeah I mean I, I think it would be different at different phases of life mm-hmm. you know yeah. like early on young phases dad died yeah you know I don't know which way's up yeah and yeah. this is here um you know, fast forward in the high school, right. middle school, high school. I'm actually, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I'm an introvert. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not like I'm kind of right in between that yeah. introvert, extrovert. Right. Like, right. So some of it was like social awkwardness. Yeah. Go to a party, right. feel uncomfortable. Yep. Do this. I feel like I can talk to strangers. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> different phases. There'd be right. different reasons. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. was there pain deep down there? Absolutely, nonetheless. Yeah. Was I always trying to cover up something? Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's part of tying into what I was talking about of being a dad, learning things, looking back yeah. on my childhood. Like, right. I never developed coping. Yeah. Coping mechanisms. Right. Everything was suppressed, and drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Were, were drugs and alcohol were, was my solution. Yeah. To that, it wasn't. Right. It, they weren't my problem. Yeah. They were the manifestation. They were that. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, that was just exactly. the external band aid to, right. to really what was going yeah. on. Yeah, I think I, I think that's huge. What you had just said it was it was a band aid, mm-hmm. um, and so many people are going through things where they just think, well, here's a band aid for today, here's a band aid for tomorrow. I know I'll have this or that. Um, and it, let's delve a little bit into. You said your, your father had passed away at eleven. What would be I guess you could say one piece of advice um, to let's just say there's an 11 year old out there listening whose father just died. Mm-hmm. What would be your, I guess, piece of advice? Do you have a scripture that you can give them? Do you have anything yeah. that would that you would suggest to this person, man? Hey, listen, buddy, you're going to get through it. 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I was 12, by yeah. the way. 12? Just okay. so you know. right. Well, 12-year-old Just so there are no fact checkers. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want fact don't checkers. Don't worry, this CNN. We're good. Um, <laughs> Psalm 68.5. Um, the Bible says that a father to the fatherless, mm-hmm. yeah. a judge to the widows is God in his perfect holy habitation. Right. Um, in that moment of time, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily consciously say i don't want anything to do with god or i didn't no one ever asked me but i I don't know that i would say i didn't believe in god right i just at that moment in time if you would have asked me i think my answer would have been well yeah but he doesn't want anything to do with me and he doesn't love me because he took my dad from me yeah right so so god is love he's a loving father yeah um and and he knows loss more than any of us because right. he literally gave his son. Gave his son, yeah. You know, so he right. knows that loss, so you're not alone. It, it can feel crippling like no one understands, and it feels like you'll yeah. never, ever get through it. Right. You won't get over it. Yeah. I think about my dad every day. Right. Literally still to this day, every right. day I think about my dad. He died in 2003. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, and, and you know, my father-in-law says all the time, when things happen, circumstances happen in life, we have a choice and it's either to be bitter yeah. or to get better, right. to use it to get better. Right. Yeah. And, um, that's really the biggest thing that I would, I would say, um, we have a loving father in heaven, right? Regardless of the pain and not understanding it. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand it. Right. You know what I mean? Why I had to lose my dad at 12. I don't yeah. understand it. But I know that it doesn't change God's love. Yeah. Um, knowing that we don't have to be bitter right. over the situation and don't run from the feelings. Yeah. Like like work through them. Right. Work through them. Yeah. Those, those, that would be off the cuff kind of just yeah. little little shot of right. if somebody were in that situation, yeah. a, a sibling, a father, anybody, um, yeah. what that answer would be is kind of like what you could do in the moment, you know, or, right. or perspective, I guess. Yeah. And I... and. You know, in in looking at that, one thing I I feel a lot of people in the moment, especially younger, you know, they may say, yeah, I I think there's a God out there. You know, I I don't know if a lot of people are just full-blown, oh, there's no God at all. But when there's a passing, you're exactly correct. You know, well, if God loves me, why did he take my -hmm. dad? You know, I feel like in, in times of grief, either people look to God and realize, okay, wow, I saw God moving in this situation. Or they go to the far side where it's like, how could there be a God if he took my dad at such a young age, you mm-hmm. know? And um, and obviously as Christians, we know that there is a God. We've seen God move and, I mean, look at your story. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing but God. I mean, I, you know, absolutely. But what, was there ever a point or a time in your life where you were at your rock bottom and you thought, I don't want to be here anymore. Was there ever that time? A few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's and, and some of it's circumstantial. Right. And I think that's why, you know, I, I don't want to get too like down rabbit trails or yeah. anything, but you know, there was when I was in high school, um, or when I got out of high school when I was getting ready to finish, I graduated by the skin of my teeth, mm-hmm. joined the military, okay. had my Navy SEAL contract. Yeah. Was going for Navy SEALs, um, but could not stop 
partying and yeah. doing doing certain things. Right. And um, got a DUI. Okay. Yeah. They, and I was in the delayed entry program, getting ready to leave for buds. Right. They ripped up my SEAL contract, my Navy contract altogether. Yeah. And they said, you know, w- once you finish the fines and get everything cleared away, then you can come back. Yeah. Um. And I, I got I went on a bad run. You know, I call it like yeah. a run being you know with, with that lifestyle. Right. Had stolen a ton of stuff from my mom, whatever. And she comes into my room one day and she's crying, saying, you know, all this stuff. And, and like I yeah. tell her, I blew through all this inheritance money, all this stuff. Right. And I and I went to rehab. Yeah. But it was more. I was at a rock bottom yeah. at that point in my life, but it was right. more of like a circumstantial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I lived in New York, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and just everywhere you go, you go. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's like it's not. I'm not telling anyone to go do drugs and alcohol. Right. What yeah. I'm saying is that wasn't the main thing, right? Because like, there's, I got those out of my life. Yeah, for a long time, right. and experience wanting to take my own life. Yeah. sober, doing yeah. well. Yeah, you know, and, and right. So yeah, there were there were multiple rock bottoms. Yeah, you know where right. I think really the biggest one um, was in uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2015. Because my sobriety date is May 12th, 2015. Good, good. And um, I couldn't even tell you circumstantially on paper my life actually wasn't. Yeah. It had been way worse before. Okay, right. This right. was an internal thing. Inter- yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I mean about the different rock bottoms. Right. And this was right. one of like, my mom was no longer talking to me. Yeah. She told me if I came near the house, mm-hmm. that she'd have me arrested for theft. Right, yep. She, I wasn't allowed to call any of the family members. I was right. living with a friend. Yeah. Like, it was like... And so my many, life, so many things at once. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, I had a job. I was working. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do better, whatever. But I, I just... I was 23... Right. And I just remember, like, this is not how, like, this isn't what life's about. This yeah. isn't, like... Right. And, and I remember seeing right. people, like, friends that I grew up with, you know, their homes, and colleges, and, yeah. and, 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 like, great jobs and all this stuff. And I'm right. like, here I am, and I, and I literally can't stop drinking and using drugs. Like, yeah. it just... Yeah, that's, that's tough. And one thing I wanted to ask was... And we'll, I was going to get into it a little bit later on, but at the, was there ever one moment where you took a good look in the mirror and said, I'm done with this life? Are you asking and it's stuck? So I guess <laughs> if, that, if that's the case, there would, would have been multiple then, right? Right. Yeah. And, and that yeah. kind of goes hand in hand with the rock bottoms. Right. Like there are multiple times. You yeah. Know? That's why I, I, I didn't get saved till I had been sober for two and a half years right, right. before I got saved. Yeah. But I still know it was God that did it. Yeah. Because I had tried so many times right. on my own. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, there, there were a few of those moments yeah. where it was just like, man, what have I become? Right. 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 Like, and I think that's the biggest thing. You, you touched on it earlier when you were talking about... Um, did you oh the spiraling mm-hmm. when you're talking about the spiraling you made comment you said uh did you just think like it could never happen to you like yeah. i'm fine and i think that's a huge thing mm-hmm. when i go talk in the, the high schools and i talk to the kids yeah 
I mean, when I moved from South, when I moved from Northeast Philly, mm-hmm. I was ten years old. We moved to Marlton, New Jersey. Right. Great public school area. Yeah. Like very no. nice town. Wealthy. Right. We weren't wealthy, right. but it was you know a predominantly wealthy area. Yep. And um, so it's very easy to get in this mindset of like, oh, the when you pass when you go down K and A. Yeah. Right, and you see what's there. Right. You 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 almost can disassociate yourself from ever thinking that that's possible for you. Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. That, that's a huge thing, you know, thinking that it can't happen to you. Yeah. You know, and, and you would never think that where I started, I'm never like, Oh, I'll never end up here. Yep. You know what I mean? But it's this like everything in between that leads to it. It's a gradual. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And for anybody out there who doesn't know, K and A is Kensington and Allegheny Mm -hmm. um, in Philadelphia. Probably one of the worst um, drug areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely within the city, if not the whole uh, northeast, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's up there, for sure. Yeah, yeah. When, in speaking about your, you know, said something about possibly taking your taking your life. Was it, was it a sense of helplessness? Was it a sense of hopelessness? Was it, I'm just over everything mentality? And the reason I say this is because your father-in-law says this quote and one of the best quotes I've heard. And he says he get got it from somebody else. So I don't know the exact person who said it. <laughs> um, but it's discouragement is a loss of heart. Mm-hmm. Depression is a loss of hope. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you'd ag- agree with that with that statement. But was it, was it any of those feelings? <clears throat> Did you feel you had nowhere else to go? Nothing that you could do? Well, that's it. I remember um, when I lived in New York, I would go to sleep right. with a chef knife Yeah, every yeah. night right. for a while. Um, every intention of taking my own life, but I didn't. Yeah. And then when I was no longer welcome where I was in New York mm-hmm. and I had people after me, it was just a bad situation. Yeah. I got on a train, yeah. was in Trenton, and right. I remember it was pouring down rain. I called my mom. Yeah. And... Um, she that's when she told me if I came near the house, all this right. don't call me, right. nothing. Uh, it's nighttime, I'm in Trenton, yeah. I, I'm a block away from the rehab that I had gone to a few years prior for six months. Right. I got a handful of stuff that I knew was enough to take my own life. Yeah. And in that moment, mm-hmm. here's here's what it ex- actual feeling was. I can't go on living mm-hmm. the way that I am. Yeah. But I don't know how to stop. Right. So it felt like the only answer yeah. was to take my own life. Right. Like it, it didn't, at that point, it didn't, so hopeless, helpless, yeah. heartless, like all of that yeah. is what yeah. it was because it's like, I literally can't go another day living like this, Right. but I can't go another day not. Yeah. Like, and it, it was just this crazy, like you feel bound of like, right. this is my only option. Yeah. And you and it feels like you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's. I'm sure anybody out there, if you're feeling exactly like that, and we're gonna get into a little bit later on, um, reach out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm gonna delve into a little bit about on, on that same topic, but drugs and alcohol played a huge part in your life at one point, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and we had spoke earlier, actually just now, about you not wanting to live at one moment. 
take us into your mental health because a lot of people, they don't really take their own mental health seriously, let alone others. So your mental health, how was that, was that all affected? Um, did you develop anxiety? Did you develop depression? Anything like that at all? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and like, are you saying while doing those things? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, well, for sure. Cause once you start putting chemicals in your body, right. You're, you're no longer your normal chemical makeup the yeah. way God made us. Right. Right. So you open yourself up yeah. to very highs, very lows, very, you know, yeah. so sometimes, see, I started doing things at such a young age mm-hmm. that it's like a chicken and the chicken or the egg. Yeah. Like which one right. came first? Was I anxious? Was I depressed? Was right. I, I don't know. Was it the drugs? Was it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I developed all, yeah. all of that. Um, even it, sometimes it got to the point where if I didn't do take a substance yeah i was down and depressed really? and then okay. as soon as i would take something right i'm the life of the party yeah you know right. it just right that's tough yeah and it seems like you needed that stuff to function because without oh, yeah. without it you like you said you were depressed you know everything was was not right um do you think people don't take mental health seriously enough because i i think that i don't think people and I'll I'll be blunt. I I have anxiety. Uh, it's not as bad when I was younger, you know, teenager. Had some just anxiety problems, whatever. Um, and I never knew what a panic attack was. Mm. I never took anything like that seriously. Um, and people don't realize what anxiety is until they have an anxiety attack. Um, and you know they kind of just push. I feel like they. A lot of people just push it away like, oh, it's just mental health. You'll be fine. Just suck it up. Do you feel like people kind of feel like that? Yeah, I think there's a – I think just like any topic or anything in life, there's mm-hmm. ditches. Yeah. Right? And, right. and and we need to try to go in the middle. Yeah. Right? The extremes, uh, I'll say, yeah. instead of ditches. But right. you have – I feel like there's one side where it's mental health isn't even real yeah they wouldn't say that right. but it's like like you're saying like yeah. it's kind of just brushed over like exactly. whatever right. and then there's the other ditch of when mental health being all that you talk about yeah. like people that are like you know to where it becomes your crutch yeah and you and you allow yourself to stay stuck because right. well this is just how i am yeah and i'm negative so i'm right. gonna always be negative and it's right. like well no yeah like look let's like it, it's real let's yeah. recognize it it's real let's work right. through it right let's move forward yeah you know what i mean and, exactly. and not and that's that middle of the road mm-hmm. don't overemphasize it to right. the point where it's all you talk about and it's yeah. you know it's who you are right and then don't dismiss it either right and i think we have both of that oh yeah yeah, I feel like especially that one side, you know, oh, if we don't know what's going on, then it's mental health. Right. Um, yeah, the happy medium. But even like you said, you never had a panic attack. And mm-hmm. I think there is a part of it of just like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And right. no one that's ever had a panic attack, you can't even understand what it is. Right. So yeah. sometimes people can view it as like, 
like, all right, like chill out. Yeah. Just exactly. chill. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. you, they don't right. understand that. It's like, I want to chill. I yeah. can't, bro. I'm right. bugging out right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and you feel like, you know, tunnel vision and, and uh-huh. your whole, your chest is going to. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just, For me, it was, I'd be standing outside, you know, fresh air and I felt trapped. Mm-hmm. It's like, where do I go? Like, okay. It's not like I'm trapped in a building in a tight room where I can, okay, I'll go outside and be totally fine. I was standing outside, felt like, you know, like you said, chest came in, like the heavy yep. breathing. It's like, oh Lord, what do I do? I, you know, I've never been through this. Um, yeah. I, like, yeah. We need a happy medium. Like you that's, said. Yeah. And, and that's everything. Yeah. You know? All right. I mean, you look at politics, it's, no, yeah. you know, two extremes and I'm a conservative person. Right. But even the, ex- there's extremes. Yeah. And it's, we yeah. need that middle of the road. So in mental health, it's like, are there people that dismiss? And I think there's. I don't want to dismiss the fact that there's genuine people right. yeah. that don't understand it, but yeah. they know it. it's real. They've experienced it with another yeah. family member or something like that. Right. And right. it's just, how do we help? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And um, in, your, in your line of work, which we're going to get, talk, uh, in, get into that topic as well, um, maybe I guess you could suggest, maybe advise somebody, what, what to say to somebody that had gone through your situation. And I, in talking with Kyle before about his dad having cancer, you know, people have good intentions. It doesn't always come out, you know, good. So when somebody's down, when somebody is going through addiction, what is, how can somebody help you or somebody going through this? What can they say? Man, I mean... I think it's natural for most humans mm-hmm. to want to fix things. Right, right. Um, sometimes a solution mm-hmm. is very simple. Right. But sometimes people don't want the solution. Right. They want the venting. Yeah, yeah, true. And so I, I, I don't know that it's just one thing that they can say. Sometimes yeah. it's not saying anything. Yeah. Sometimes it's just listening. Right. And like, bro, I'm... I'm sorry you're going through that. Yeah. I, I don't fully understand it. Right. I'm here for you. What can what what can I do to help you? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but then there's also time it's like, you know, you think of Job. Mm-hmm. All of Job's friends said truthful things. Right. But it just wasn't true to, to for, for Job's situation. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they, yeah. they weren't <laughs> saying things that weren't accurate. It just right. wasn't accurate for his situation. So yeah. it, it's like it's just depends on the situation you know because right. so, my point with that is sometimes people do need you to say what they need to hear and yeah. they don't want to hear right let, let, like you know and i um, guess here comes that happy medium again exactly right right, right. and then because i know with me for addictions i had friends that in the beginning were very very hands-on trying to help me whatever yeah and then there was a certain point where people had to withdraw themselves because yeah. i was going to bring them down Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and they were almost borderline enabling me to continue. Just like my mom, she'll tell you, she says all the time, I had to draw a line in the sand with them. Yeah. It didn't change her love for me. Right. It didn't change her burden for me to get better. Right. It just, here was the line and she'll walk right to the edge of it. Yeah. And right. that's it. Right. You know? Um, so she wasn't enabling me anymore yeah. or stuff like that. Right. That's huge with addiction is not the enable, ena- enabling. Because um, nobody wants to maybe feel like they're 
you know, helping you in your addiction in the sense of, you know, let's just say you're addicted to, to drugs and nobody wants to think, oh, I'm giving you money to actually go buy drugs. Right. You want to think, man, I'm giving him money maybe so he can get away from drugs, go do something else. Right. Um, going from the on drugs and the alcohol to not wanting to live to being in church, I guess, is a huge drastic change. Mm-hmm. How did that all start? How did the process go from being at rock bottom to where you're at now? Yeah. So... Um, I had a buddy of mine, his name's Scott, not, not had, I still, he's still my boy. Um, he, uh, he was sober mm-hmm. and, um, him and I ran together on yeah. the streets. Right. So May, 2015, yeah. um, when I reach a point of, Hey, that my life's got to change. Right. I knew that he was doing well. Yeah. So I reached out to him Right. and I'm like, my life's got to change, yeah. you know, and um, that—that's where it started. Yeah, right. And we were going to twelve-step um, fellowship. Okay, and that's where that started. And and the twelve-step fellowship talks about the idea of just believing that there's something, right? That there is a God, right? Right. And I, I like I said earlier, I, I don't think I, I never really gave God much thought. Yeah, but but I don't think I ever believed that there wasn't a God, right? I just, like, I believed there was a God. I just didn't know who he was. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's where that journey started. And that's exactly what it is. It's a journey. Yeah. We're all on it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a fact. And yeah. um, so it wasn't like I went from Saturday night barstool mm-hmm. partying to Sunday morning pew and right. then never looked back. Like, yeah. That's not it at all. <laughs> um, it right. was, you know, that... 12-step fellowship it was yeah. working little jobs it was yeah. trying to do better in life trying yeah. to be a better person right. mending relationships paying money back to people that you know i had robbed and different yeah. things and calling people telling them things that they didn't even know i did to them and right. you know and, and yeah. just getting things right yeah starting to believe that there was something out there yeah um right. starting yeah. maybe to find a, a bigger purpose for your yes. life that there was something more to live for more than what was going on yeah absolutely right. that that's definitely you know and, and it's it was very like look at yourself look at some things and then start helping other people yeah and that's kind of the, the way that the, the fellowship's designed it's right. a good thing i mean it helped me it yeah. helped me a lot right. um it doesn't being sober doesn't take you to heaven. Yeah, right. Helping people doesn't take you to heaven. Right. Like, so I wasn't a saved man. I yeah. wasn't on my way to heaven. I didn't, hadn't had my sins forgiven. I wasn't right with God. Right. But I believe God was working in my heart. Yeah. And right. that was the start of it. Yeah. And He was using those things to just draw me closer, draw me closer. Yeah. You know that's right. that's what God does. He's right. He's the the. He's the ultimate fisherman. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> you know, Jesus said, "We'll become fishers of men," but right. but. He's the ultimate fisher. Yeah. He's the one, he's drawing the nets on all of us through our hearts. Yeah. And that's what that journey, that's where it started. Did you ever try any other like programs like AA? Anything like that? That's what I was in. Okay. So you were in that. Yep. Did, what are your thoughts on those types of programs? AA is the original. Okay. Every other A. Mm-hmm. NA, CA, NA, that's what I was thinking of. All the, all the other A's stem off of AA. Okay. Okay. AA 
was started as a Christian-based oh, okay. program. I didn't know that. Most people today don't know that. Yeah. Um, it actually huh. was going... So one of the... One of the um, a, a, a huge saying in AA is faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, right. where's that from? That's from the Bible. True, yeah, yeah. And but there's wow. there's no quotes on it. There's no scripture reference. Right. There's no and there's all throughout the book of AA. There's a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, where if you read the book and read the Bible, right, you'll start seeing yeah how much of the Bible's in there. Right. Um. So it was Oxford groups that started AA and. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so today it is not a Christian based program, but it started and it's a, it's 12 steps and it wasn't always 12 steps. Right. Right. And actually when it started, the first step, guess what the first step was? Uh, Give your life to Jesus Christ. Oh really? Like that, that, so it's come a far way to reach more people. Okay, good. And so to answer your question on what my thoughts are, in the moment it saved my life. Yeah. Huge. So, I don't yeah. sit like I love AA. Right. I love the people of AA. Right. Um, and it served its purpose in my life, and God yeah. used it. Right. Where it is today, it can help you. I'm for anything that helps someone get sober in a healthy yeah. way. Right. 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 So, and, and and that's the thing. There's yeah. different paths to sobriety. Right. There's one path to heaven. Yeah. So in that and that's yeah. that's where so like now there's twelve steps and and they design the twelve steps where it's you know the the last one it says ha- having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these twelve steps yeah um, so it's almost like you you do these steps to get close to God right when, when we know that the Bible says the opposite yeah the only step we take is to God and He right. does the rest He did the rest you know right. so right that's where it's like. I'm not trying to like dance around my answer. I know, yeah. Because I I, I love AA and right. serve its purpose. Right. But I'll put it very directly like this. If I just stayed in AA and never got saved, yeah. I and and I could have been living I was helping a ton of people, right. sponsoring people, right. hosting meetings, traveling and speaking at other meetings. Yep. You know what I mean? Doing yeah. all these things, my life on paper is great, my relationships were back, yeah. but I would have died and gone to hell. Yeah. Because I wasn't right with God. I had not had my sins forgiven. So yes, I was sober. Yeah. But so hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it (laughs) it brings me into a good point of there's a difference between a humanitarian Mm -hmm. and a Christian. Yep. You know, you're you're part of talking about how, you know, if you weren't saved, you, you were a humanitarian. Still going around helping people. Awesome. I love it. Then the Christian part is, okay, well, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, a difference in your life and maybe the life that you were in with AA. Um, and your, your father-in-law actually talked to me about that, being being a humanitarian and being a Christian. And, oh, yeah. Um, he uh, says that a lot. Right. And right. I'll say, you know, something that I, some of my friends that are still in the fellowship, you know, that I, I want them, yeah. I pray for them, I want them to get saved. Right. Um, sometimes it's hard when you have victories like that. Yeah. Okay? Like, yeah. going from... What if anyone on here is watching that struggles with addiction, like what, what or is sober now? Like yeah. that is such a, I mean that that is over. Everyone loves a yeah. comeback story, right? Yeah. You know what? I, like everyone exactly. does, and like it's exactly. your own, yeah. And it's such a big thing, and and right. I really believe God worked through that. I know He did, right? 
Um, but you know, I have friends that I'll talk to that aren't saved but are sober. Yeah. And if they'll, they'll say, "What do you mean? I don't. I'm not in a right relationship right. with God. I yeah. pray in the morning. I pray at night. I right. God got me sober. Yeah. And here's the thing. For most of them, I believe they're 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 right. Because mm-hmm. here's here's the reality: we can experience God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we know God. Yeah. Yeah. You think of the feeding of the 5,000. Right. Probably more than 5,000. Right. But when you look at that in Scripture, it doesn't say anything that all those 5,000 people were disciples of Jesus right. and actually saved and going to heaven and right with God. Right. But they still experienced the miracle that God did in yeah. multiplying that. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So right. in this life, we can experience God. Yeah. And his blessings and his right. miracles. He's, the Bible says the Lord is good unto all. Yeah doesn't mean that we're right with right. him, you know, right. that we're in a relationship with him. So. Yeah, because you think of throughout the whole world, you know, God's doing miracles in every day mm-hmm. to people who are saved, aren't saved, anybody in between, whoever, you know. And so, yeah, like, like you said, it, you can experience them and not know them. To anybody out there who may be in a setback now, um, what is one thing that pushed you to make sure that, hey, this is my last setback. So have I ever had setbacks? Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if if I could say something to anyone, so you're saying if somebody just had a setback. Yep. Yep. Right now. If someone just had a setback, you know, we keep talking about my father and all a lot, but that that's because if anybody doesn't know, he's technically our pastor, mm-hmm. uh, one of our pastors. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we hold him up as some you know, ultimate being, right. uh, but he's just very influential in our lives. Something he does often mm-hmm. when talking about praising God, mm-hmm. and you've probably been in a service or something when he does this, he'll say, hold your hand up, oh, yeah. blow on it. Yeah. What's that? That's right. breath. Because right. the Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Right. So I use that, and yeah. I say, hey, look, breathe. You feel that? That's yeah. breath. Right. That means you're still alive. Yeah. That means you're not hopeless. Yeah. Good. Because you're alive. Right. God's not done with you. Right. Just because you've had a setback doesn't mean it's over. It, it keep plugging away, keep pressing, and again, this is that middle of the road conversation. Yeah. Because in recovery, a lot of times you hear, "Well, relapse is a part of recovery." Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but don't let that be a crutch to keep relapsing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because that's the that's the other ditch. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's a part. It it could be. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Right. Yep. Um, and that tying in the watering of our own grass. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I can't enter people's hearts and look at their hearts, but I can promise you that if you struggle with addictions, it's deeper than the physical drug yeah. or the, the drink. Right. It's deeper than that. Yeah. So to answer your question of, you know, how, what did you say or think to yeah. not have another setback? Right. It, it's grow. Yeah. Right. It's don't stop moving. Right. In the sense of not be a busybody and fill up your schedule, but but do some work. Get right. Yeah. You know, obviously, we need a new heart. We need right. the Lord to step in, right? Um, and we need Him. But from there, it's continue. Don't 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 stop. You know, on an escalator. If you yeah. if you you know if you're if you're if you're on an escalator going in in any direction, it's going to keep taking you. Um, yeah, true. But that's really what I would say. I mean, it, it's. I had said so many times, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then a few hours right. later, then it's back. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it again. Right. And it's like, right. it just comes down to 
actually putting in the work that's needed, yeah. whatever that is. Right. You know. Right. And it's so. probably different for everybody else. You yes. Know, everybody has their own things that they need to do. And addiction affects everybody differently. It's not a cookie cutter Correct. pattern type. Um, a lot of people talk about mentors and people who have helped them through their battles. Are there any people like that for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, I, I already mentioned my buddy Scott. Yeah. Um, he, you know, was always there for me. I didn't have a license for a while. I neglected yeah. a lot of things, you know, yeah. so he would drive me all around. We still, right. we, we still communicate. Um, but I had a sponsor, you know, okay. through AA. Good. And um, his name's Zach. Mm-hmm. Awesome dude. I just got to watch him get married. Oh, good. Um, awesome. Not that long ago. Yeah. You know, invited me to his wedding. Good. So he was very, you know, influential there. Yeah. Had a friend, yeah. Alex, that was very influential. So right. there's been a, a ton of people, of people in my in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the list could go on and at different right. phases of life, too. Exactly. That's what I was going to get. Yeah, I feel like there's probably mentors who helped get you out mm-hmm. of addiction, who now, or you have mentors who are helping you be, stay a good dad. You yeah. have mentors who helped you become a good Christian. So there's different mentors along the way. Absolutely. And to anybody out there, you know, you don't ever realize, you know, an impact you might have on somebody else's life. You you could just be friends with somebody and just a simple checking in. Hey, how you doing? Hey, yep. hello. You know, that can really go a long way. And I think the most important thing with that is you never know what people are going through. Always be kind. I think that's you know, and help whenever you can um, with anybody in need because you never know what impact that will have on somebody else's life. Dude, I think that's huge. Um, we're all prideful. Yeah. Yep. yep. We want to be able to do things on our own. Right. And there's times where we need to. Yeah. But, you know, I, I did a workshop before. Yeah. Um, and it was like a team workshop, whatever thing yeah. through um, uh, our rehab and stuff like that. Right. But what it was, they, they blindfold you and they and you're in this room, dark room, and you have to find your way out. Right. Um, and you can only ask for, you can only ask help for like one time. Like okay. you get one opportunity to ask for help. Right. And they tell you in the beginning, like it'll be a clue, whatever, stuff yeah. like that. So when you're in the middle of it, all of a sudden, you know, people will raise their hand, blah, blah. And when someone finds their way out of the room, yeah. they would say, this is, and they'd say the person's name, and they just found the way out. Right. And you're going through it, and you're blindfolded, you can't see anything, you're bugging yeah. out. And then I remember asking, you know, okay, you raise your hand when you right. want someone to come, and you say, that they're like, um, I forget what they say to you. And you say, yeah, I'm, I, I need help. Yeah. And then you know what happened when I said I need help? They took the blindfold off of me, oh, really? raised my hand and said, this is Mike and he's found the way out. Yeah. It's stupid, oh, okay. but, but it's very simple, but yeah. yet profound. It was right. ask for help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's that. Exactly. But then also um, you're talking about like being there and supporting. No one could get me sober, Yeah. but I had a lot of people helping. Yeah. Right, it, yep. it, it, I can't get anyone else sober. I right. can't get anyone else saved. I can't. There has to yeah. be something you got to get that reach that point on your own. Right. But when you watch a football game, yeah, and they're you know, they're down at the at the goal line, right, and that running back gets the ball, yeah, there's a wall there, right, 
And normally, most times, that running back hits that wall. Right. And what does the lineman do? What do they do? They literally will, sometimes they'll throw him over. <laughs> they'll push him right. through. Right. Like, it's not always him just like a clear hole running yeah. right through. Right. Sometimes it's literally, sometimes they're leaning up and yeah. the teammates are literally holding him mm-hmm. up so his knees don't hit the ground. Right. Just to push yeah. through. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. life. Yeah. Sometimes we need, like, right. we need people like that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we need to be that, right? You know, right. where it's like, and that's, I'm I'm not cured. Yeah. I'm not in the sense of like, I I could fall at any moment in life. Right. You know what I mean, I don't want to be prideful for the sense. That, yeah. yeah. Um, I need to keep watering my own grass. <laughs> but now right. it's like now it's time for me to be that lineman, right? Throwing people over the, yeah. the goal line sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's huge. It's like a circle. No, I, I mean not really. You don't want to end up back where you get started, but, <laughs> right? But you know, you you're the running back at one point. You're trying to get to the goal line, and hey, here's the line. They're trying to push you ahead as much as they can, but it's only you who can can get to the get to yeah. the goal line. Speaking about church, did you ever feel like you didn't belong in church? And the reason I ask this, I still feel like I don't belong in church. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, the reason I asked that was because I feel so many people who don't have the best past, who feel like they will always be judged in church and uh, feel like they should be nowhere near a church. Did you ever feel that way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I used to make comments like if, you know, if I walk into church, I'll catch on fire. Yeah, that- <laughs> you know, like the typical stuff like that. I right. think there's there's extremes that we yeah. could go to. You know what I mean? Because it's right. like, well, what's somebody's view of church? Yeah. Is it a, a, a specific church that mm-hmm. is the most common church that is very judgment? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, what are people's childhood experiences? Yeah. I grew up, you know, I, I lived in Northeast Philly. Right. As an Italian kid, you don't go to public school. You go to yeah. Catholic school. Right. Right. So, like, that's all I knew of religion. Uh, you know what I mean? So, that plays a part to it. Um, but for somebody who feels like they're not gonna fit real it, it we all judge yeah there's judgmental right. people everywhere that's yeah that's but life like, yeah that that's life you right. know what i mean you, you get people judge you when you walk into starbucks yeah like <laughs> you know it's like right yeah. people are judging what clothes you have on people are judging like yeah so i think to the individual worried about that yeah like just know it doesn't matter what they think because you're the one that needs to live your life. Yeah. And God has a plan for your life. Right. And and that's all that matters. But yeah. You know? Exactly. And um Right. But also the church matters too. You know what I it mean? Does. It's like yeah. it because we gotta be careful that that right. we're not pushing those people away. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And of course, and again, there's a middle of the road. Yeah. Because we can't condone people's sinful life, mm-hmm. but we can't push them away because yeah, of it either exactly exactly yeah we earlier we spoke about aa our church offers are you you uh do you help in yes RU? okay perfect would you like to uh, you know tell everybody what are you is and how big a role does are you play in your life yeah so are you it stands for reformers unanimous um are you is huge in my life it you know like i said i was in aa for a while right after i got saved and started going to church I still continued to go to AA, but I started having some confliction within there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I don't want to go down that road, but right. Um, so are you reformers unanimous? It's a faith-based addictions program. Yeah. So it's similar. Right. You know, we have meetings. Right. Um, it's Bible-based. Mm-hmm. It's not twelve steps. It's one. Yeah. Get saved. Right. Right. Like right. come into that right relationship with God. Yeah. And then from there we grow. It's a discipleship program. Right. That's what it is. Good. It's it's sharpening one another, helping helping yeah. one another. Um, we don't have twelve steps. Like I said, we have one step. Right. It's it's believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt yeah. be saved. Right. Um, but we do have principles. Yeah. And they're ten principles and they're Bible based principles. Right. On those don't make you right with God or yeah. take you to heaven. Right. But they can help you live once you are saved, they can yeah. help you live for God right. and, and, and have a closer walk with God. Right. You know, and, and live a, a more fruitful life. Yeah, true. That no, that's awesome. I you know, applaud anybody who goes to RU, helps out with RU. I think it's phenomenal. Um you your work now, you work in the mental health field or the addiction program? No. So actually okay. I, I, I I did for like okay. four, five and a, five years. Five years. Okay. Um, now I'm working with that insurance agency, okay, kind of like right. interim type stuff. But I'm right. actually the rehab I used to work at. Yeah. Um, they're actually bringing me back in. Okay. Here in the next, I'm finishing up some onboarding stuff. Yeah. They're bringing me back in uh, twice a month. Good. As a spiritual advisor. Okay. Nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, with that, with in the time that you did working at that. Uh, that rehab and you going back what is it like working with those who are struggling with the same things that you struggled with and also and this is the one i didn't know how to ask this question respectfully do you ever feel lucky blessed however you feel with going back to the rehab and thinking i'm one of the lucky ones i got out how how do you feel going in there and just you know your your life's changed but there's so many people in there that aren't what, yeah what goes what goes through your heart and mind in that my friend Joey mm-hmm. um, he died of an overdose mm-hmm. you know earlier we were talking about the shooting yeah losing a kid right and it's like sometimes it's not lucky it's why yeah. Right, and not in a victim way, like right. I'm, I'm some victim because God changed my life, yeah, and brought me out of that. But like, right. why, Lord? Like, like, why did Joey not make it out? Right, right. And, and I like, what am I? I'm nothing special. Yeah, you know. And um, but yeah, walking into a place like that with the background that I have, it's yeah. you better have an appreciation for the fact right. that you did get out of it. Right. And right. sometimes you need that reminder. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. really big about fellowships, you know, right. like 12-step fellowships and all that's good about it yeah. in the sense of keeping it green, keeping it fresh, right. not forgetting where you came from right. and how easily you can go back to it. Yeah. Um, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Yeah. You know? And, and, yeah. and it's... So, yeah, you, you, it's... And then sometimes it's... Not tough, but it's like, man, if I can get out of it, I know that anybody can. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. <laughs> like, right. like, there's no, I'm not special. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm special in the eyes of God, and so right. is everyone. Right. So it's not anything I did or didn't, you know, it's yeah. like, 
like yeah there were some things i had to do i couldn't keep getting high and right. get have my life changed but exactly um and then as far as working in it to anyone that might listen you know i don't people probably see that it's me and not listen but uh, it's uh <laughs> no they'll be like oh crap kevin's on again no we're done listening to him ask no, questions <laughs> they uh it's funny we were we did a test run and i said man my voice that's what my voice actually sounds like dude it's yeah. um anyway yeah <laughs> working in working in treatment drug yeah. and alcohol treatment right as someone in recovery yeah it can be a dangerous spot mm-hmm. right. and here's why M- mechanics yeah right a right. lot of mechanics cars need work done yeah but yeah. they work on cars all day. Right. <laughs> they don't want to come home and work on their own car. I'm not yeah. saying every mechanic. If you're a mechanic out yeah. there that has a super awesome car, yeah. I'm not. But you get my point, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's and, it, and it's too. that watering the grass. Yeah. Watering your own grass. Right. So sometimes when you get into human service type work, yeah. you spend so much time on other people. Yeah. You don't take time for yourself. Right. right. You know, and um, I, I, I don't want to say this definitively. I'm pretty sure. Um, we can send it to the fact checkers on yeah. Facebook, but Same I'm man. pretty sure there's a higher percentage of relapse mm-hmm. for those in recovery who work in treatment. Mm. Wow. Because your life becomes, it's like, well, yeah. I, you know, you do an eight hour shift at a rehab and right. you're sitting in on meetings, you're, you're sitting down with people helping them. They want to leave. They want to AMA. You're talking right. with them. And it's like at the end of the day. When when it's time you need to go to your support group or you yeah. need to do it's like well you know what I just want to chill and put the TV on because I, I did meetings all day I'm good right. right and it's like well no yeah you know what I mean you, you you're right. not really working on yourself at that point right it's like yep. you know anyway I don't want to keep going no, you're, on it. <laughs> you're good you're good um, um, say the same thing thirty times in different <laughs> ways you know <laughs> it's all good obviously you and me are Christians and and not not ashamed of it obviously mm-hmm. um and there are non-christians out there who might watch this and i hope they do because this is a podcast for everybody yeah i want that to be to be very well made known um what is your message to them and the rest of the world about how you're living now about your past and you know you're clean and living well now and what is one thing that in your message to them can help them make sure that their past doesn't affect their present and the future. I know that's probably a lot in there. Yeah. I'll say this. This was something that my father-in-law had said to me. Mm-hmm. Um, man, he's getting the shout outs today. <laughs> um, he told me one time I was in a real... I went through like a year of depression, mm-hmm. sober and saved, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, not ashamed of it. Right, you know. But uh, I was in a dark place, and yeah. he said something to me. He said, "You need to stop viewing yourself as damaged goods, mm-hmm. and start realizing that you're a child of the King." Yeah, yeah. And so, obviously, that's more Christian addressed. Right, right, right. Um, but that's the truth. Yeah. Like Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. Right. You know? Um, 
So I don't forget in the sense because that this if you use Paul as an example in mm-hmm. the scriptures, yeah, he's the one that said forgetting those things which are behind. Yeah, but he's also if you look through the book of Acts, he right. he's also he was very quick to give his testimony of where God brought him from. Yeah, he used to consently kill Christians. Right, right, yeah, and and he would talk about that. Yeah, so it's not forgetting in the sense of like erase your mind and forget where you came from. Yeah, but it's like I don't have to live there. Yeah. I don't have to live that way anymore. Right. You know, and, and, and always looking to just kind of, Bible says, draw nigh unto God and he shall draw nigh unto you. I yeah. wholeheartedly believe every single person out there, whether you're a Christian or not, I wholeheartedly believe that every day God has a step for each and every one of us that he wants, yeah. to t- he wants us to take that's closer to him. Right. I can't tell you what that is. It yeah. looks different for everybody. You know what right. I mean? Right. I just... Yeah. So no, you, you asked a lot in that. I don't, I don't know if that answers. Yeah. Like, no, I, I I think so. And you know, one of the parts that you were talking about, where you said it was it was Christian based, your answer. I still feel that a lot of, I guess you could say, Christian based answers can really help people who aren't Christians, and they can kind of, kind of appreciate and respect it, and like I. Saying earlier, I talked to Kyle about his dad having cancer, and you know, a non-Christian going through that. Even if you say, "Hey, I'm praying for you," and they might not believe in, not believe in God, not believe in prayer, I still feel like you know what? I appreciate that because I know that prayer means something to you. That's huge. So you just saying that to me, you know, means something. Um, so I, I obviously appreciate. Appreciate that answer. I think that, that that was huge because anybody out there, if you're going through something, listen, nobody's perfect. Uh, everybody faults and falls mm-hmm. throughout their entire life. Trust me, nobody, nobody's perfect. And this is not me telling you how to feel, but just know um, you're not you're not damaged goods. One thing that I always think about is you know if I feel bad about something I did. Or something that I'm going through. There's always somebody out there in the world going through something worse than I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think that's huge. Um, and obviously, thank you for that for that yeah. for that answer. That was good. Um, one thing I'd like you to do um, is tell the anybody out there where they can go for help. Um, is it your work? Are you the Bible? A what? Whatever. Any, any programs that you recommend? You mean if somebody was struggling, like yeah. somebody struggling with addiction, mental health, anything? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, being a Christian, right. I'm going to say God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, the the Lord. Yeah. Um, he can wherever you are. You know, we. I mean, we went through COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I had um, a former. I, we 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 would we didn't call them patients. We called them clients. Anyone right. that was in the rehab was a client. Okay. Um. So I had a client that I, I worked as a mentor in the rehab as well, yeah. and I mentored him. And we recently connected on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, okay. And he's doing well. And he messaged me, and then when we yeah. got on the phone, and um, he started talking to me, and he's like, "Dude, do you remember one time you said that there was there would be times in my life there was there would be a point where there were no meetings to go to. There's yeah. going to be no one to call. Right. No, like there's going to be no answer." Other than God, like the yeah. only thing between you and a drink or a drug is going to be God. Like right. it's you and God. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, well, COVID. 
Yeah. And I was like, right. wow. I was Now, obviously, I wasn't talking about COVID. I'm not some prophet. <laughs> I was just saying that there right. would be moments like that in life. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he said that he remembered that. Right. And COVID actually, because when COVID happened, yeah. meetings were shut down. They were only doing Zoom stuff, you know, yeah. all that. So right. um, the Lord. Yeah. Right. Scripture. Yeah. Uh, we can find an answer for anything. Right. In the Bible. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you're like get help yeah. go somewhere you yeah. know whether it be RU whether right. it be going to AA whether it be because we just have to take that step yeah we we have to take that step in the right, right direction yeah I yeah. did not get here right overnight yeah yeah it, it's exactly. a journey right you know and to just it's one making one right decision at a time yeah and I, I think that's huge. Right. Very, very simple. You know, um, we hear a lot living one day at a time, you know, yeah. take one moment at a time. I mean, right. literally one decision at a time, one right decision yeah. at a time. Right. And it's if you're in a place where it's like, man, maybe maybe you need to quit your job because the environment is not good. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, right. I know when I lived in New York, the environment, the restaurants I was working in, like, it wasn't good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but so so yeah that's yeah um, yeah I think I, I, I think that's huge and anybody out there reformers unanimous is every Friday at seven yeah so reformers unanimous if anybody yeah I mean my phone number is eight five six four zero four three zero seven six you can find me on Instagram Facebook reach out to me that way uh, I don't care where you are in the literally the world mm-hmm. um, we will find. An RU or yeah. someone right. that you can connect with, right? Right. Um, yeah. So, but typically RUs are, are on Friday nights. Friday nights at seven. Is that seven o'clock? Yeah. If anyone's in our area, yeah. You know, our we we have it at our church Friday nights seven o'clock. Right. Um, super chill. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a. I. I don't want anybody to feel like, well, I'm going through this addiction. I don't. I don't want people to judge it's people going through addictions that you would have no idea about yeah we always say we say it like this RU is for addictions and stubborn habits right you know and and if anybody says they don't have a stubborn habit they're lying yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know I mean it just and that's I think addictions mental health right the stereotypes that go along with it. Yeah. It's like, look, just because your issues don't manifest right. like addiction does, yeah. don't look down on that. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, and don't dismiss yours either. Right. Yeah. We, we all got issues. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, nobody's <laughs> perfect. Issues. Trust me. Yeah. I'm, I'm furthest from it. That, that is a fact. Um, is there anything else about your story that I may have missed that, that you want to share to the world, or, you know, maybe it could be. I guess you, yeah. How, how did you and Christiana meet? How did you get together? Yeah, so Christiana and I, um, we met at church. Mm-hmm. Um, funny story. She'll probably be upset that I said this. <laughs> oh boy! Don't so, worry, everybody. We got some tea right here on so, this podcast. <laughs> so you know Andrew, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so my my boy Andrew. I don't know if you know, but like Andrew and I knew one another through AA before either of us were okay. saved. Okay. I and then he and then he marries Mandy. Yeah. 
So then Andrew's one that got me, brought me to church. Yeah. And so here, apparently, mm-hmm. when I came in the church, mm-hmm. Andrew had brought in other friends before. Some had gotten saved, some hadn't. Right. Um, but apparently, Christiana was in the choir, like with yeah. Travis, her cousin and stuff, and was right. like, who's Andrew's friend? Yeah. Okay. Um, so she came after you. She came. She was <laughs> She was hunting out. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> So, and then what ended up happening was I got saved. God changed my heart and my life. And, and so I wanted, I wanted to be around like-minded people. Right. And so after church, I would hang out with Andrew yeah. and Mandy right. and Christiana. Okay. Hey, so, so, so that was how yeah. know, we met. and That's wild. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, so Andrew, Andrew is the one who brought you to church. Yeah, so Andrew... Um, I had called him, God started having our paths cross again. Yeah. And, uh, I remember seeing him in LA fitness at yeah. the gym. Okay. And, uh, I was in, I was sober two and a half years sober. Yeah. Um, but I was in a terrible place internally. Yeah. And, and that's when you say, is there anything you would want people to know? Like yeah. that's the, the most important decision is what happens when we die. Yeah. You know, where are we going when we die? Right. Um, and I was two and a half years sober. Yeah. And I already mentioned this. On paper, everything. I was a good person. Yeah. I was going to meetings. I wasn't robbing people anymore. Right. I was. I cleaned up my life, right? Yeah. Um, but I remember there were still some other things. There was sin in my life, right. you know? And, and I remember this feeling of, like, still having this emptiness inside of me. Yeah. And reaching a point of wanting to take my own life again. Yeah. And I remember praying... And saying, God, if I'm going to feel this way sober, right. I'd rather be back to what I was doing. Yeah. Because it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I'm like, what, why do I, what, what, like, what in the world? Right. And uh, really, it was because I was missing the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. I was missing, I wasn't born again. Right. And um, Andrew and I crossed paths in an LA fitness. And he asked me how I was doing. And for yeah. some reason, I started crying. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in the middle of a gym locker room, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and all these meatheads around. Yeah. And, and I'm crying. And uh, he's like, look, and he talks to me for a few minutes. And here, he, that was the night he was proposing. I don't even know. Oh, wow. Um, but anyway, fast forward. Yeah. And I have this, I end up reaching out to him. Yeah, you know, good. It's just, good. And, and that's how that. And that's the rest of history. Yep. Um, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, I hope everyone listening or watching was able to take something from this episode. Because I know I sure did. Um, I know Mikey wants to be an encouragement to anybody. And I think he has been for sure. If you are struggling with drugs, alcohol, mental health, anything, reach out for help. There's absolutely no shame in reaching out for help. Everybody needs help. He need he needed help. Still I need yes, yeah, <laughs> I need help. But nobody's perfect, like I said. Um, but one thing both me and Mikey want you to know is that God loves you. Yeah. Um, and to all those who aren't struggling in the moment, you're blessed. Trust me. Don't take a single day for granted, which we had talked about earlier. Life is like a vapor. Every day goes by so quick, you never know when it's going to be your last. Mm-hmm. Enjoy life, and when needed, reach out. So, yeah, for sure. I do want to say, obviously, thank you, Mikey. Yeah, Thanks for uh, having me on. For joining us, and to everyone else out there, thank you, and I'll see you on the next episode.